conferences, long agendas, big venues, always on your feet, barely getting to see the people that you want to see, and then, of course, the expense. Well, the three of us at Good Morning Hospitality are launching Good Morning Retreats. Our first retreat is this July 8th through the 10th at the Horse Hospitality Training School in Auburn, Alabama. If you go to goodmorningretreats.com, you'll find out more information about our first retreat that we're launching. We have already filled half the slots. We have 20 available and we have about 13 already filled. So make sure you go there, you apply, show your interest, and we'll get you all situated for our first ever Good Morning Retreat. Thanks so much for tuning into the podcast. And now back to the episode. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. morning we're back Happy we're Monday. back baby you just see jamie's face live on the screen and in the intro i know finally fixed it <laughs> <laughs> i appreciate it will <laughs> yeah that that freelancer was really hard to get a hold of <laughs> lost his number yeah fiber crash or something it was it was weird but yeah no glad we got it jamie it's good to see your face how we've been how how are things great uh was on the run last week at the focus right conference uh, uh, Peter Fo Focus Right puts on a great show. Uh, brought our um, CEO uh, Demi uh, out there from uh, Editor DNA too, and and we had fun. A lot of uh, a lot of cool companies uh, winning some awards. I saw. Yeah, shout out to Derek at Nectar winning the People Choice Award for yeah. uh, uh, best uh, startup out there. Most, I think it was uh, second for most innovative too. So yeah, they brought, brought home the hardware. That's really the one you want anyway. Like, who cares what the judges think? If if the popular people, people's choice is, is yeah. yours, that's got to feel even better. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Well, it sounds really good. I, I want to go next year for sure. I know, Michael, you've been to Focus Right before, right? Yeah, four or five times. Yeah. So definitely want to make that a GMH uh, destination for the year next year. Uh, we'll, we'll definitely record live on the scene. But... Um, Awesome. Well, Jamie, we're glad we're going to jump into a lot of different topics with you today. Uh, just a quick recap, though, from last week. Uh, we got a breaking news story, Michael. We had a good time with uh, Brandy, and we got to interview uh, Ryan Bailey, who's the CEO and uh, founder of Track or uh, you know, TNS. Travel, yeah, Travel Net. Travel, Travel Net. Um, I always get all the yeah, the GMH of TNS. We got so many of those little <laughs> little uh, ones out there. But you uh, in the military isn't isn't that your thing? Yeah, after? that's my thing. But it's also like there's so many from the military to then apply to hotels and vacation rentals. It just is never ending. So, anyways, moving on. Um, we got to give uh, our friend Paul Stevens a quick shout out. Did an awesome write up about the not only just the acquisition of Rented, but 
of our interview with Ryan. It was awesome. Uh, good time. Can't wait to have him on again for the next one because I think they're going to be a lot more coming up this year. So, yeah, it was a good time. Really good time. Enjoyed it a lot. Um, let's see. What else do we got? Anyways, Jamie, let's jump in. We got yeah. uh, Well, coming out of Focus, right, Jamie, what was the – there's always a hot topic at Focus, right? What was everyone talking about this year? Uh, I think it was the innovation from the OTAs. And we we uh, had Airbnb's winter release. Uh, we had Expedia and Hopper CEO up on stage sort of talking about the next things they were doing. Um, I think interesting was maybe uh, that short-term rentals didn't have as big as a preference, I think, as people said last year. So I wasn't there last year, but uh, what I heard was that the sort of short-term rentals were really the hot topic there, and there was sort of lots of, lots of interest and sort of deep dives. And and Peter Kern, Expedia, I, I don't think he mentioned Verbo once while up on stage. Uh, and wow. at Hopper, I think there was a, a glancing mention of their sort of homes division. Uh, so, um, and obviously, I, Madeline did a, a list, the sort of head of research there for short-term rentals. And she did a great job, uh, interviewed um, some and key people from Evolve, uh, Vicasa, and Hostfully. So that was that was great to see them up there, but um, not as big as a pref- presence as I would have thought for our industry. It's it's never been that big. Um, I think the the peak was when it was basically all the companies you just mentioned, plus Wyndham when they were still in vacation rentals. Plus, um, so it was Wyndham, Vacasa, and Turnkey mm-hmm. were all kind of regulars at it, but now it's all Vacasa and so a, a smaller footprint. Yeah. None of the big urban guys have ever gone. Um, I don't remember Airbnb ever going either. So, yeah, it's uh, it definitely skews more hotel than yeah. anything, um, but. There's a lot of learnings there as well for short rentals. So um, Airbnb is doing what Airbnb does best, which is continuously dominating the news cycle and what people talk about in the space. So doing it again, the winter release. Yeah. Any Anything jump out here that, uh, that you'd say an oh no to or that you're really excited about? And it, it seems a hundred percent almost focused on supply. It's like, how do we get more supply into the system? Uh, I think, and it's clear that, and they think the only way they grow and for the long term and sort of meet investor expectations there is they've got to add more hosts, they've got to add more properties uh, into the system, and sort of solving um, for what's maybe keeping hosts from converting, keep keeping hosts from bringing their properties into their system. I was going to say, I was thinking the same thing as a lot of supply. There's a couple of interesting things that we kind of talked about before with their Airbnb cover or their air cover um, and the onboarding, which I found very interesting. Um, But we always jump into that later. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's interesting, you know, Airbnb, Three years ago, we we're talking about flights and activities and 
some hotel brand and, 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 and like some backyard pop-up, you know, structure company that I think Joe Gabby has now spun off and that's what he's spending most of his time on. Yeah. Uh, but it's just still continued to be pretty laser focused on short-term rentals uh, in this, in the niche or in the market that they're good at. Uh, you know, for a while they were trying to take on Verbo, but it seems like they've kind of reverted back to what they do best, which you know, Verbo tried to play in Airbnb space for a while and they reverted back to what, what they do best as well. So uh, going through a downturn, people hunker down it and trim it, trim it down to what they're good at. Um, it, it's interesting to, to hear all this stuff about the cleaning fees. Uh, I was going to ask you guys, did you expect more from the winter release? outside of the three th I was expecting like a, like when they did their first release it was a long list of items now it's eight things that like yeah you know <laughs> but like in, I was expecting like another and then you see three things on the docket and you're like that's it three out of the last time you did like a hundred so whether it's true or false it's like okay three things great like but but think, when's the last time you've heard of a major release from Verbo or Booking on like new features in their platform? True. Booking released a pretty big one this year. To be yeah, fair. but it's, it's is it big when it's been the biggest issue for the last twenty right. years with them? They, they like fixed yes, something. because they actually solved it. So like, <laughs> did they really solve kudos, it? Kudos to actually getting down and and doing it. So did they did they really solve it though? That's what like, I want to know. Are cleaning fees the biggest issue for Airbnb right now? Maybe, maybe not. I don't think so, uh, personally. Uh, but my my take though on sort of the releases, and especially when compared to Verbo and, and Booking and maybe even Hopper, is is Airbnb is the only one trying to organically grow the supply, get new hosts, get new supply into the system while all the others are trying to get existing supply onto their platform. So they're the only one trying to make the pie bigger as opposed to just taking a larger piece of that existing pie. Yeah. Agree. But a lot of that supply can't be used anywhere else. It's just not, it's, it pops on for a special event for this, that, or the other, and it goes away. Or, or, or it converts to uh, you start it yourself, you realize it's way too much work, and then you hire a property manager, and then eventually it gets on the other platforms. Like, and it could be both ways. Yeah. Well, so this is the thing that the so okay, cleaning fees aside, well, actually, let's jump into cleaning fees because cleaning fees now being push to the front of the listing when you're looking to book, right? That's the the big like, okay, we're getting, we're going to be more transparent. You're going to see the full price upon scrolling basically. Great. But people are still booking. I don't see like, I know there's like, you see TikToks or Instagrams or whatever. Yeah, haters going to hate, right? But, like you see like those stuff, like <laughs> where people are like compare like Airbnb to hotels or they're like the, my favorite is like the comedians that make the session of like when you're staying at a hotel, not paying a cleaning fee. And then when you're staying at Airbnb or short term rental, paying the cleaning fee and how it's like you're being washed over by somebody who's like going to dominate you if you don't, uh, you know, fold your towels right before you leave or something like that. <laughs> um, 
so like yeah so there's a lot of joking around it but our guests really at that point of like i'm not going to stay at a short-term rental just because there's 150 dollars clean no well i mean when's the last time you guys stayed in a hotel i'm in one right now (laughs) to death like resort fee well i don't even plan to use the pool like i don't want that resort fee i'm not going to use any communal spaces i'm sleeping there and i'm leaving um of course all your taxes they they find ways to add more and more fees to hotels too it's not just a short-term rental thing so like would i prefer as a consumer what is my all-in price yes like how when i go to the restaurant or whatever uh, a shopping mall in europe the price is fully loaded that tax is included if it says 40 pounds, it's 40 pounds, not plus plus. Are you in Europe? And that's what, and that's what Airbnb already does it, in Europe. It, it's better as a consumer. Like, I'd rather know my fully loaded price than like be two clicks down the way and say, oh, man, that's out of my budget now. Because, <laughs> you know, to your point, pre-call, Jamie, 15% airbnb fee added on top of a, another 15 percent cleaning fee like the price just jumped 30 percent. that's a little excessive yeah and and so and to maybe um call out that figure so when we look at data in the u.s uh 15 of the average reservation goes towards the cleaning fee so that's that's a significant part um the average hotel room in an urban area costs about 30% more than the average one bedroom studio uh, short-term rental. So all of a sudden with all-in pricing, uh, you take I mean, what what used to look when a guest was looking as 30% cheaper, you add 15% of the cleaning fee and then 15% for the service fee. All of a sudden that first sort of glance at a guest of choosing between a hotel and short-term rental, you're essentially on parity on price. And um, and pretty much every survey I look at with guests, it's either the number one or number two reason why they're choosing a short-term rental over a hotel is the value component that you're getting a similar quality for a cheaper price. And that's why they're choosing. So if all of a sudden you're starting your journey to book and it's not a cheaper price, I think, and there's the, uh, there's the chance that all of a sudden people start booking hotels uh, relative to short-term rentals, if, if they're given a choice. Oh, I, before you jump in, Michael, sorry, I just want to call out this comment from Tim. Um, you know, this is a good point, and this is something I've actually wanted to see if there's been any success in. Is you know, can short-term rental operators include the cleaning fee or embed it into the rate, as a lot of other things are? Um, you know, you mark it up a percentage, get rid of the cleaning fee. Um, I know Airbnb allows you to get rid of the service fee, so you can take the whole. Uh, chunk of it instead of passing partially on to the guest um, stuff like that like do you think that's even sustainable or even a, a good way for operators to approach it so that way it minimizes fees and minimizes cost at the end of the day because they're not going to see their upfront price is going to be their upfront price minus tax which well, airbnb does so and airbnb is going to incentivize so and the whole thing and chesky said if you do all-in pricing, include your cleaning fee in the rate, at, uh, have the host take care of the service fee, we're going to put you at the highest spot up in the rankings. And if mm-hmm. you're still getting a value, good value uh, rating, like you are going to be top of the rankings every time. So 
uh, th there's a lot of value for a host that comes into being on the top of the rankings. Uh, and if that's a meaningful difference on whether you get booked or not, that could be, uh, that could be a, a big incentive. I agree. There's huge value to being on the first page, but if someone's searching by price, which a lot of people do, I need one room for three nights, less than $500 a night. Mm -hmm. And your, your rate is fully baked and someone else's isn't yours isn't going to get shown and theirs is right. Well, now we've got the toggle or we're going to have the toggle starting December. Do you think the toggle changes it? Where sort of forces and everyone to be able to see an all-in price if, if the guest wants to see it. If the guest wants to see it, I, I mean, I think I think it should be standard that all guests get to see it. Like you can't have a platform where half of your listings are one way and half your listings are another. That doesn't make sense because now a guest is really confused. <laughs> Why is this one this way and and this one not? That would piss me off even more than having a cleaning fee listed. Like. I want my unit cleaned. So I get why there's a cleaning fee and whether I stay there one night or five nights, it might be a little messier on five nights, but I still expect the cleaner to do the same amount of cleaning. I still expect it vacuumed and the surfaces be wiped down and the toilets be cleaned. Like that's, it, it might be a little bit more work taking out an extra bag of trash but at the end of the day it should still be about the same amount of work well and maybe that's and part of the backlash is how much cleaning fees have gone up the past few years and we're showing average cleaning fees up about 30 percent since 2019 so they go from an average of about 115 dollars to 130 or 150 dollars like that's a relatively well, big increase. Cleaning companies are are they're not keeping their same prices though. That's the thing. If you have outside cleaners, you can't just right. pay them old rates. Yeah. So like 2020, 2021, like you had guest expectations for cleaning go way up. Uh, so we were in the middle of pandemic, and people and Airbnb added the additional sort of expectations that go along with cleaning. Cleaning fees went up 10%. This year we've got labor costs that are up 10%. And, and cleaners have to sort of pass that. And uh, supplies are more expensive and right. gas is more expensive getting out there. Like it, yep. it's more expensive. So that's yeah. where hotels have the better benefit of, you know, move from one room to the next. It's, right. it's super easy. And Tim brought up an interesting point too. And when I rented out my house during game days, I had a cleaning fee, but I cleaned it myself. Like there's a big difference between mm -hmm. a professional having to, to hire professionals and, you know, an, an average Airbnb host just doing it themselves. <clears throat> and that's kind of where price parity can differ enormously. But I mean, this was two or three years ago when I was doing it and it's an extra 150 bucks easy for, for me just to tack on to a stay and it was standard like yeah pure and it's it's crazy that you wouldn't add something like that to it but yeah it, it it is a challenging one um airbnb gets knocked all the time for not consistent no consistency and no standardization well like trying to eliminate a cleaning feed 
kind of fights in the wrong direction of that. Mm-hmm. You want you want cleaning fee to be cheaper, cleaning is going to be done worse. Well, I also think there's a great point to be added to it is that the expectations for checkout with a $150 cleaning fee are insane these days. Like people are just asking pretty much for you to clean the whole thing before the cleaner gets there. And then the cleaner basically just tidies up stuff like finishes a load of laundry. Like if I'm paying $150 cleaning fee, I should not be starting my laundry. I, I shouldn't. I, I don't do it here at a hotel. I'm at a Ritz Carlton and I'm going to leave today and I'm not going to touch my bed. Like it's going to be done and it's going to be ready. Like that's part of the service. So I think, you know, when you're a host, you know, great. You have cleaners, you're a professional property manager. Don't create this crazy expectation of items for guests to do when they're trying to get, you know, back to the airport or to wherever they're going. Um, you know, that, that that's also a big part of the cleaning fees. I think that's why a lot of people are complaining to Airbnb is because the expectations or the checkout list is getting longer and longer and the fees are getting higher. So the fee you goes higher. Get more views for complaining more. So I like, I've, I've never had a problem when someone says like, put your dishes in the dishwasher when you leave. I would do that if I'm staying at a friend's house. I'd do that if I'm staying at my mom's house. Like, yeah, but you're not staying at a friend's house or your mom's house. You're at a, you're at a, a, prof- a, a home. Sure. That's to be serviced I, I for. get it. But like, there's still human decency, right? Yeah. But at the end of the day, do you have that every time? Like, do you have like that planned out of like, yeah, if you're not a slob, like you're not going to leave a pile of dishes in the sink, but you know, one or two dishes, three dishes, whatever. Um, the other day, like you're paying a cleaning fee. That's also where it comes from, from the consumer's point. Like you're so paying for it. The, the other point maybe thinking about as we head into 2023, is there's so much more competition for guests than there's ever been. Uh, they're going to move those uh, uh, um, expectations of what a guest needs to do uh, for checkout t- to being able to be seen before the, before you sort of purchase that home. So all of a sudden we're going to, and we're already seeing occupancies decline and we saw it again this past month. Uh, so as competition for ghosts go up and all of a sudden, like, and I see, I'm going to get more bookings if I get rid of um, the, these terrible lists of uh, that guests need to do. Or I see that I know my comp set that, okay, all these properties are getting booked solid and they don't have any checklist for guests. And then I do, and and maybe that starts to and, and change host behavior if they want to get the sort of booking activity that others are getting. I'm not saying eliminate checkout instructions, by the way. I'm saying eliminate the crazy high expectations of doing everything for a hundred dollars sure. cleaning fee. But I don't. I've never stayed in a place that has all those li- like a list of things, oh. and I've stayed in a lot of rentals. Same. Have you? Yeah, but I've seen crazy checkout lists like. We've had a lot on recently on TikTok, but no, like, no, that I've, no, that I've, I've stayed at. No, that I've stayed at. Like personally, really? I've seen All it. Right. Yeah, I've never, I've never witnessed it um, firsthand. But Jamie, to your point, like if I'm a traveler, I, I think there's going to be more rate compression before there's more like checklist compression, because that's what travelers are looking at uh, to. To save twenty bucks on a place if they're the same unit, I'd I'm still happy to load the dishwasher. Like not not that big of a deal. Um but 
I think once rates get compressed, then it might be these additional like, well, I have to do all these things or, I mean, there, there's even stuff on the front end that gets cumbersome booking, like sending all of your IDs and uh, of like everyone that's staying in the place. I get it. It's a security measure, but it's, it's a barrier to booking in, in some cases. Yeah. And I sort of see it over the past two years, hosts have been able to get away with whatever they want in terms of high cleaning fees and absurd checklists because occupancy has been at record levels. Like guests are going to book whatever they can find. They yeah. might leave a relatively low rating, but I these properties are, are still I'm more than likely getting booked uh, and running and running pretty good numbers. So if, if there is that sort of pullback and yes, you can drop rate and sort of expect and homeowners, short-term rental operators have a relatively lower cost basis than a hotel. They can discount more, sort of still make enough to cover their mortgage, make enough to make a profit on the property. Um, so there's maybe more flexibility there. You can cut your cleaning fee in half and, and not bat an eye uh, if you're doing it yourself of which I'm what 85% of hosts on Airbnb are individuals or not professionals. Uh, so maybe they do have some flexibility on what that cleaning fee is. Maybe they've got a high cleaning fee just to discourage uh, short-term bookings. They don't want one or two nights stay, So they, they keep their cleaning fee high. So they're only getting sort of longer term bookings. Uh, so there's a lot of potential opportunity there to, to cut. But then if, and you can't cut and you've got to look for other opportunities, then it's, it's the other things, the um, maybe guest expectations. It's um, changing you, other parts of your listing. You mentioned a second ago, occupancy compression. What forward looking predictions for 23, yep. what are rate compressions and occupancy compressions looking like compared to, this year or last year? Yeah. So let's say, and this year occupancy was down about one and a half percent. So not, not terrible, but not off of the highs of last year. Rates were up about 6%. Um, so that's a, that's a better balance. Yeah. I mean, that, that's this year. So next year we're expecting, we're not expecting rates to go down, but uh, I mean, our expectation, expectation today is about two or 3% rate growth inflation about four or five percent so and real rates and you're and and real rates are going down uh occupancy is probably going to be down probably another two percent um so that's that's still not down to what we were in 2019 so we we're averaging as industry about 53 percent occupancy got up to 59 percent in 2021 now we're like 57, we're maybe going to get to 56, 55, but still well above 2019 levels of occupancy. How, how does that compare with hotels? Are hotels getting compressed as well, or are they moving in the other direction? Hotels are still moving the other direction. They're just below 2019 levels of occupancy. Uh, wow. They, <laughs> so they're just on the... I'm, Prepasis of recovery, like demand just got back to 2019 levels. You've seen three or four percent more supply. So occupancy is still 
three or four percent below 2019 levels, but they're they're getting back there, um, and they're still riding the wave of urban recovery. Um, they dealt with that they couldn't get rid of all their hotels in urban areas, uh, short-term rentals. We just dropped 20 percent of our supply where people weren't uh, traveling to, so that that did help <laughs> uh, the the, the occupancy figures. Yeah. Well, on that, we talked about apartments by Marriott last week and how it seems like a much more sustainable and hedge against uh, black swan events where the space can be utilized in different ways. Yeah. Uh, any thoughts on the, the apartments by Marriott and uh, yeah, what do you know about it? What have you heard? Yeah. So I actually interviewed um, Jason Fudin on my podcast um, that AirDNA does, the STR Data Lab. And so he has a brand called Placemaker, uh, which very much will compete with um, Apartments by Marriott. Wasn't but Placemaker all... called something else? Uh, y Hotel. Y Hotel. Yeah. 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 Uh, but it's all around the sort of flexible real estate sort of revolution of which I think short-term rentals is going to be a big part of of if you've got a building and there's no reason why that building should be limited to just long-term rentals to be able to mix in short-term rentals, midterm stays, uh, and sort of, and in the goal of maximizing total revenue, maximizing total utilization of that property. And, and if, and if you're in a market like Boston as huge tourist demand during the summer, um, you've got, a large sort of influx of uh, people doing internships during the winter. You've got student populations looking for flexibility. And then you can mix sort of short-term stays during the summer, mid to long-term stays in the winter, sort of have a base of sort of one to two-year leases and use that to really maximize overall um, uses of that property. Like that's, that's, Great. I, I see that as the revolution and I see and Marriott getting into that space is going to be a big part of showing maybe property owners that wouldn't have otherwise thought about it that, okay, if we can put the Marriott brand on that building, I'm going to feel comfortable with it. And then as downstream effects for and companies like Placemaker trying to do it on their own. Um, and I, I think they're all going to be successful. There's, there's so much opportunity there. Yeah, it's, it's interesting to see the market leader actually being the first mover as well. You don't see that in too many spaces. So uh, to my knowledge, there's not actually a property yet. Uh, there's just the brand. Is that right? Or do you know? Well, they, they've got their sort of corporate apartment product in, um, in Europe. Um, I've I'm confidentially been having a lot of conversations with people sort of thinking about it sort of in in um, the lead up to the uh, release. So I think they've got a lot of um, interest uh, from developers uh, looking to build, looking to convert. So I, I, I don't suspect it's going to be long till we start seeing a, a lot of announcements. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, it makes sense. They, they were testing this in other regions first, right? Yeah. yeah. So. Uh, awesome. Well, we have run up on time. Anything else uh, to cover, Will? I think we, we hit it all plus some. So pretty pretty good stuff this week. Jamie, it's always great to see you and uh, 
to, to dive into the data with yeah. our, our number one data gangster. Um, <laughs> but yeah, thanks for uh, shout out to Tim for uh, engaging in the comments on LinkedIn. Appreciate the, the thoughtfulness behind that. Um, and yeah, we'll see you guys the next again next week. Happy Thanksgiving. Enjoy the holidays. Uh, take some time off. If you guys can, you know, enjoy it. All that good Will stuff. Do. See All you right. guys again next week. Okay.